What's up, guys? You're listening to the Zach Scriven Podcast and Intellic Podcast. What's up, gang? Walker D. Intellic Podcast. Intellicast. The Intellicast. This so, is number three? Number four? No, this is actually number five or six because I've been posting your drive, drive cars as part of the podcast. Ah, nice, so, nice. Um, so anyways, we're here at the CSIA conference in beautiful Asheville, North Carolina. In fact, I could probably put some drone footage in right yeah, here. Right here would be a great spot. And in fact, what I'm going to do mm. is I'm going to take a picture of our view and you can, I'll even send that to you, Zach. Yeah, it would honestly, I mean, it's freaking beautiful. Like the mountains, the trees, downtown Asheville, uh, just the lighting is not good going that back way, but podcast is more about what we're talking about and less about what you're seeing. So excellent. why don't we talk about what we're going to talk about in this podcast? So yeah, so this is really our opening uh, salvo. Uh, So for those of you that don't know, the CSI Executive Leadership Conference is a conference that's put on by the Control Systems Integrators Association. They invite all their members uh, to come to the executive conference every year. Um, there's basically three things that you do when you come to the conference. Number one, uh, you, the, attending the keynote is a must. Uh, every year there is an economic analysis that's given both for the overall U.S. economy and for uh, systems integration in general, including forecasts for how much money manufacturers plan on spending on CapEx in the next 12 months. Are they going to do any hiring? Are they not going to do hiring? So that's number one. Number two, uh, there are sessions that go over emerging technologies, recommendations for how you should change your business, um, uh, best practices, um, et cetera. There are a lot of small groups. This is a great conference to get together with other integrators and share ideas um, to uh, uh, make friends. So they actually have formal groups called small groups that you get in. It's four or five integrators that work together throughout the year Um, Just picking each other's brains, that kind of stuff. So those groups meet during the executive conference. And then the last thing is there's a a big poster session every year uh, where um, software developers and our software manufacturers, hardware manufacturers are coming and peddling their new wares. And this is really the, the best conference for that because it's really geared towards systems integrators only. And this is the only conference of the year where the tar- the target audience is systems integrators so it's yeah. incredibly invaluable my ultimate goal here this year is is to um you know our business model at intellic integration is really led um we're 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 operating ahead of the curve in systems integration and i want to see just how how far um the the rest of the pack has caught up uh, right. You know, we've invested a lot of time in this marketing and trying how much to educate can, the pace. How much we can help them catch up because that's ultimately our goal is to help educate the market, help bring it forward. Right. And, um, and I want to see, but we can only do so much with our content. We can only get so many people to come along and change the way that they think, adopt digital, digitally transformative uh, methodologies. Um, and so we really need CSIA to lead here. And I want to see, one of my goals here is to see, are they going to lead when, and by that I mean, are they going to implore systems integrators to move from a 3.0 way of thinking to a 4.0 way of thinking? Based on our initial conversation so far, um, I'm feeling fairly confident that Jose tomorrow is going to, is going to be advocating for adopting business practices that are very, very similar to what we're already doing in the market. Yeah. And we're going to do a follow-up podcast after the event. I mean, today's just registration. Uh, we're going to do a follow-up podcast, which we'll link down below to get our uh, thoughts after the event. 
but so far my first impression is really excited that they, you know, working with Zach Scriven Media as an official member of the media, I got a, you know, media badge. And so that to me shows that they are more forward thinking, adopting new media. And also, um, you know, I was actually reached out to be on the CSIA Talking Industrial Automation podcast. So Lisa Richter, thank you. And, so uh, why don't you tell us about that? How did that go this morning? Oh, it went really well. Um, you know, we just shot it up on the president's room and, uh, you know, I had my camera all set out and, you know, Lisa was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know we were doing video. She came out like in a Led Zeppelin shirt. <laughs> so anyways, I angled the camera so it was just on me and we kind of sat across from each other, which was cool. She had a script. So their podcast had, is audio? Audio, audio only. only. Yep. Okay. And, um, which is good. I think that's truly the nature of the podcast. I like doing video because I built my brand around video, but... Um, so, so it was really good. She had really great questions about not only like my background, but like, you know, th like what are skills that entrepreneurs need to be out on their own? Uh, you know, how can system integrators kind of change the way they think about marketing? How can system integrators attract and retain, retain top talent? Kind of all pointing back. A lot of the answers were pointing back to authenticity, transparency, um, stuff that is really crucial in the digital age because mm -hmm. it's not just digital transformation of industry it's digital transformation itself digital transformation of communications and marketing and the changing demography of the workforce is really what's driving that right, right. you know young millennials in general um, and the generation right after millennials are really they, they want to be part of something bigger than just a job they don't just want a career they want to be part of a movement and and, and transparency and authenticity play right into those desires. And, and the reality is just within the next five to 10 years, it, it's millennials that are going to be ultimately making, uh, driving the market. I mean, really driving the market in systems integration specifically. Mm -hmm. So why don't you, uh, Walker, since you've been here before, yeah. share what are some of the things that you've liked in the past conferences? Um, so this is my fourth uh, executive conference. Um, I would say that um, my favorite part of the executive conference really is the fellowship with the rest of the community. Um, I mean, if you're attending CSIA, then it means you're a leader in the space. I mean, just pure and simple. A lot of people will ask me, you know, is it worth it to join the organization? Um, should you go through the certification process? How, if you are a member of CSIA, how much should you leverage their best practices? And my answer to that is is always a function of the values that your organization is built on, number one. Um, um, but what, what I've learned at CSIA and, the, and, the, and, and what stands out to me at CSIA is that when you come to the Executive Leadership Conference, you get, you get a firsthand look at who the leaders in our organization are. Because the best practices that are written by, in CSIA, the, the way that the conference is structured, even the even the um, the sessions, well, both the tech sessions and the workshops that are offered are driven by systems integrators. Right. This isn't like Jose, who is the president of CSIA, is setting the agenda. It is literally the SI community that is setting the agenda, and so I get a great opportunity to see who those actual leaders are. So when we're when we're evaluating systems integration, whether that's other systems integrators, or we're evaluating best practices within the industry, people will ask me, well, how do you know that you have evaluated um, systems integration globally? And my answer is, because I go to CSIA executive yeah. leadership every year, I know who the decision makers are, I talk to them face to face, and I get to hear their thoughts right. and ideas on, 
on how to move forward. And maybe this year we might also be able to share some of those thoughts and ideas with the community, with the podcast. Right, right. Who we, are some of those people that you'd want to talk to and collaborate with this year at the conference? Some of those leaders. Yeah, so there are several of them. Um, I, there are several people that I would love to talk to. And Zach, uh, while we we're driving up here, Zach asked, if you were going to talk to anyone, man, who would you, who would, who's the one person you would want to have a conversation with um, on camera? And, and, and my answer was, you know, Titus Crab probably from Vertec, um, because I believe that of of all the systems integrators in the United States, Vertec has the greatest capability of yeah. being a leader in Industry 4.0, like Intellic Integrations. Right. They they in terms of the the values the organization is built on, but also the way that he's constructed the business and the fact that he already understands being a leader in the industry is important. Right. Not ev not every systems integrator thinks that way. And I would love to pick his brain. Yeah. I mean, I can definitely attest to that having worked there in the past, um, that they are, you know, they really do have kind of a core mission and core values that they don't just sit on the hiring sheet. Like it actually is on their um, it's actually when you go, you go in the urinal, like you actually see it right there. It's everywhere. Um, so they really do mean it. And, uh, you know, I do think they are a leader in the space. So I think that would be cool. Something to do. I, I would say the other thing that I really enjoy about the conference is the keynote. I mean, the keynote is so critical. It's so important. I mean, it literally is all of the, it is the projections for the industry for the next 12 months. And if you're a systems integrator, how you aren't at least listening to that, the listening to the keynote every single year is, is just beyond me. I mean, I, I don't know how you could make, um, I don't know how you can do your forecasting without the information. It's so critical. Uh, let me ask you a question. So this is your first CSIA? Correct, yeah. Walk me through the process. How, how you know, who reached out to you? Oh, man. How did you end up? It's always a blur to me. I really don't, I like, I literally just, I feel like sometimes I just show up in South Africa. I'm like, how the <laughs> heck did I even like make this happen? Right. Um, as a lot of it's inbound, a lot of it is strategic engagement. So I'll, you know, go engage on the CSIA community, the CSIA group on LinkedIn. I will comment on Lisa's, you know, she'll share a podcast link. I'll comment on it. Just kind of gets you up and fresh in their minds. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, um, I think I reached out to Jose on a LinkedIn message or a DM. We got on the phone and, you know, he said, you know, the media, like, each representative of the media gets one free badge. So like if Automation World or um, some of the other ones are Controls here, engineering. Yeah, yep. they'll get one free badge, but they might bring a team of people. So for me, one is all I need. I'm like, that's perfect. Um, and then, you know, working with a couple sponsors. So we have a new sponsor, this, this conference, the 4.0 Solutions. Excellent. Hey, hey. So we could talk about that in a second. And also uh, Tatsoft uh, with their product, main product being Factory Studio. Mm -hmm. uh, so very cool to be able to work with those companies and really help get their messaging out. And, you know, like a few weeks ago, we had that little mishap with the Tossie Box sponsorship, but I still went out and made a video saying that, you know, I still believe in Tossie Box as a product, even though the Tokyo trip sponsorship fell through, that I still believe in them and I'm still going to support them because my value, I value my trust with my audience, with our audience more than just being paid. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is ultimately the value of influencer marketing. Well, I also think it's important. There's a couple of things I want to point out. Number one, um, I am never sponsored. So Intellic Integration, 4.0 Solutions, we are never sponsored by any of the companies that we that we, uh, we speak highly of. We do that so that we maintain our independence in the market. And 
you're only ever sponsored by companies that you already believe are best in class. 100%. So you're not you're not accepting sponsorships from companies that right. you do not consider best in class, have not used their products, right. all that kind of thing. And right? I have been reached out to by kind of off the shelf kind of HMI applications or, you know, and, and I do look at those products and I do appreciate them reaching out. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm only going to support products that I truly believe are best in class because otherwise I'm just a shill, you know, right. and exactly. I, I don't want to be like, I, you guys know I'm truly authentic even to my own demise sometimes. <laughs> what about uh, Flow? Isn't Flow a sponsor? For- uh, I be- so Flow, it has not fully materialized yet, but they've been a longtime sponsor. So when Graham comes here, I mean, they're coming all the way from South Africa. So they kind of did use up their budget for this conference, yeah, but that's, that's completely fine. So we so, might do something in some capacity elsewhere. Um, so one of the things that I'm most excited about is this will be the first conference where we have both inductive automation and Tatsoft uh, marketing, sales, and technical representation here at the conference. So Tatsoft okay. Factory Studio and um, Ignition by Inductive Automation will both be here. In, in fact, IA, again, is sponsoring the... Um, SI Community Cafe. Yeah, the SI Community Cafe. Which, which thank you, by the way, Inductive. Yeah. We appreciate that. Thank you very much. It's uh, it's one of the best parts of the, the entire conference, actually, hanging out in there. And uh, it's, you know, complimentary snacks and drinks. And everything's all decked out in Inductive Automation gear. And you can get water bottles and all that kind of stuff. And actually the last couple of years, I think Bedrock Automation maybe co-sponsored it with them or something because oh, the okay. last couple of years, Bedrock was, was, was in the cafe with them, but I, okay. I didn't see Bedrock being set up in there as, our, as we walk through. So what about you? What do you want to, what do you hope to learn from the conference this year since it's your so first? I really want to start talking to some more system integrators. Um, Hopefully some that have kind of seen our content and kind of seen what we're doing. Maybe we've piqued their interest, but they just haven't quite taken that step yet to, you know, maybe create their first video or maybe create a podcast or a video series. Um, you know, Vertec has started creating videos. Roger Larson, one of their Rockstar engineers, started doing some videos around Seek Workbench, mm-hmm. yep. which I think is a great product. And I, and I love that. I want to see more of that. Um, but I want to see more so specifically from like the leadership uh, of of like owners of employees, like, you know, Jim Gavigan from Industrial Insights comes to mind where he is on video telling his story of how he started the company, what his values are. Um, you know, I had a great, by the way, I had a great uh, uh, Zoom call with, with Jim um, at the beginning of last week. It was the first yeah. time I had ever had a call with him. Outstanding guy. One of his, one of his uh, developers was on the call. Awesome. Uh, definitely a visionary thinker. Um, he, he, I don't think he's kidding when he says that he's a time series guru. That is definitely, that's definitely his uh, time series storyteller. Yes, yeah, th- time series storyteller. He is definitely, um, that is definitely his bread and butter. Is time series data, no doubt about it. Big OSI Pi. He's a, a has a strong Pi background. Um, great guy though. I, I mm-hmm. truly, truly enjoyed having that conversation. A couple of things, people. I'm disappointed. It doesn't look like Corsos here. I didn't. I don't think that they're. A member of CSIA right. yet, but uh, I would love to see Alex and Dave uh, out here at the yeah, conference. Yeah. Um, Which they are innovators in the the video marketing space and just integration space in general. Yep, yeah, uh, Flexware Innovations not here. Um, I don't know. I don't think they're members either. Would love to see Flexware um, at the next conference because um, I, I think that they both of those companies have a voice. Right. That they are, they have a message. They have something to say, and they, and I and I think. Right this is the place where they should be saying it. Yeah, so. so in summary, I want to see more, I want to talk to more companies and, you know, even if it's not me helping them like as, as client, but like 
maybe just giving them some pointers of, um, or maybe being on the, a guest on my podcast to help them kind of get started with storytelling and, and, you know, digital marketing, because ultimately that I see that being not optional in the future, you know? So what's new with you? Yeah, hey, man. So outside of the conference, what do you have going on? Oh, that's a great question. Um, yeah, man, not a, I don't know, not a whole lot, honestly. Like, just you still working, working on, on working that? On, working on getting my first hire right now. Okay. Um, a video editor, remote video editor. So that's pretty exciting. Any Kinda good candidates pop up for you? A lot of good candidates, actually. Um, so I went on onlinejobs.ph. So looking at hiring in from the Philippines, which, you know, it's Mary's half Filipino. And so it's kind of like a cultural thing for me. It's kind of like giving back to the home homeland. Um, <laughs> it, it is though, because it's not just like, oh, like that's the cheapest place you can get labor while it is very affordable. I do feel like I'm building something bigger than myself and actually giving, creating jobs and opportunity back, back home, you know? Right. Okay. Uh, uh so you still doing that project in Colorado, right? Yep. Still working with, uh, Hydrosonics. Okay. And, uh, that's going really well. And what about that podcast we shot with, what's his name? Uh, Chris or Marcus. Marcus. Yeah. That is still at. So they're going through some leadership transformation right now. So getting release approval. To right, cap. right. So, but uh, they're we, actually looking at scaling up to like eight systems a month. And so, so for those of you that don't know, Zach's been uh, working on a project in Colorado, um, where he's he's uh, been supporting ignition development on uh, these remote rigs, right? And mm -hmm. it's it's a uh, it's a fascinating fascinating architecture. And myself, Zach, and Marcus, who's who is Zach's working for, um, who is his client. They, uh, we had a, we did a, an one hour, hour, one hour deep dive. Yeah. Well, one hour deep dive on the architecture. And it was a, uh, I think it would be really, really valuable for the community yeah. to see that conversation. Cause we, we really get into the nuts and bolts right. of what open architecture is and what's possible. Um, yeah. and just another way of peeling the onion. So, right. we um, did that. The whole uh, GraphQL API yeah. layer interface, and it would, I think it'd be very valuable for the rest of the yeah. We're gonna we're gonna get it published. Community see it. So, what about you, man? Ah, uh, well, um, there's been a lot going on actually. So uh, we are we just finished up a couple of major projects, and we kicked off a couple of major projects. Um, we just came out with the latest release of the Canary Labs Chirp module at 4.0 Solutions. So we, the late, and literally just came out this morning, so the Ignition 8 support, so the module has been, has been developed, and uh, we now have Ignition 8 support for the, the Canary Labs connector. It's called Chirp. Um, we can now consume historical data from Canary Labs and render it inside Easy Charts, Spark Lines, and regular mm -hmm. charts inside of Ignition. We've added a couple of API calls, so now you can call systems system.chirp.getData or oh, any awesome, of the specific awesome. APIs we've developed. Uh, we have three or four new features coming in. We've just tested the system up to about 600,000 tags. Um, so yeah, there, there's been a lot of a lot of great what can great we, development. What can we learn about? the future of Canary Labs and Factory Studio? So hopefully, I'm, I'm trying to put Canary, well, I'm not trying to, I'm, I've already done the introduction. Uh, so Tatsoft and Factory Studio are looking at s expanding the capabilities of their historian, and and uh, we're going to introduce them to Canary about uh, potentially uh, leveraging Canary Labs technology to, to do that. So that that meeting will happen here at this conference. Mm -hmm. um, we've uh, I know that they're already looking at influx data as possible as a possible backend. So um, 
but I, I think I think the Canary Labs Tatsoft uh, Factory Studio marriage is one made in heaven. Uh, awesome. Both native.net, they're they're perfect for each so, other. So, just kind of touching back on uh, Factory Studio, what is the biggest advantage of Factory Studio in your opinion? Okay, so a lot of people ask me this. In fact, we did, uh, Troy Hussman uh, asked me, hey. You know, why do you use, uh, why not develop your own platform instead of using off-the-shelf software? And for those of you that want to see that complete answer, you can just go to um, my link, my personal LinkedIn page and you'll, you'll be able to find my response to Troy. But basically what I said is, you know, we, we do have our own platform. It's in development. Uh, we have deployed it uh, in the market in a couple of places. We do have products that we take to market. But we, we never look to compete with existing products that are already in the market. We only look to fill a vacuum. Mm-hmm. So... In every application where Ignition and Factory Studio work, we use them. Um, so how do I decide between using Ignition or Factory Studio? Um, number one, right now, Factory Studio, all of the tags are project scope. They're not server scope. So uh, that's going to be changing. That is part of the fu- uh, future release. Mm. I hear Ignition, some. they are... Igni- uh, they work across all the projects. They're part of the gateway resources. With, with the exception of client tags, right? So client Correct, tags yeah. are project scope in Ignition. But, ga- but in Ignition, you have one set of tags across all projects, and those are the gateway scope tags. Factory Studio doesn't have that. So then ta- you have multiple projects on a Factory Studio server? Yeah, yeah you have hundreds of projects on uh, a Factory Studio. And it does scale to enterprise. It's just that those tags are they're in their project scope, right? Okay. Um, so that they're, they're expanding to server scope tags here over the summer. So if I have to have tags that are being shared between multiple projects, not multiple clients, but multiple separate projects running, then I'm going to choose Ignition right now. Okay. Um, if I need speed, that is I need blistering responsive uh, visual applications. That is I want to see my visuals update many times per second as opposed to once per second or once every five yeah. seconds, then I have to go with Factory Studio. Um, the screens load quickly. They're blistering. The, the Factory Studio is, is native.net. And it's native mobile. And Versus Ignition on Java? Java Swing, right. So and that people will ask, well, what about perspective? Yes, perspective is more pers- uh, responsive uh, in Ignition than... Responsive ju- meaning than scalable or responsive like quickness? Speed. That is, uh, so let's say I take a slider and I put it on the window. And I, t- and I bind the value of that slider to a dial. In, in Ignition, if I do that in Java Swing and I go from 0 to 100, I may see my dial go 0, 30, 60, 100. I don't see it transition up and down, right? Because it's redrawing. In perspective in Ignition, I may see that do 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 80, 90, 100. In Factory Studio, it is, it is, it is one tick resolution. It, it's it, faster it, than you can move it. Faster than you can move it. I mean, it's just... It's just so blistering fast. Um, also, if, if, if the developer I want to use is a .NET or C-sharp developer, then I'm going to use Factory Studio. The platforms are so similar. I mean, uh-huh. they're basically interchangeable. The only difference is, is right now Factory Studio has an MQTT client and not an MQTT broker. So uh, you have okay. to use a, a separate broker with Factory Studio right now. That's also changing this summer. But um, that doesn't keep me from using Factory Studio. I mean, they're uh, literally... You can still use it. A- Chariot skater broker. Yes, yeah, so, and, and the truth is, we're probably going to move more towards using Chariot as opposed to even using 
um, the distributor inside of Ignition. Um, right. We probably won't use Ignition as a broker a lot going forward. We're probably gonna just use Cirrus native uh, Chariot Skater Broker. Awesome. Yep. So um, um, this is what I'll say about Factory Studio. Um, well, I, I one of the things that I like that we're doing, we're working with Factory Studio is is like getting the name out there because like a lot of people that I know didn't necessarily know about it or they don't know that it is you know a best in class solution. I mean, yeah. look at. <laughs> see if it pulls focus there. well you know what's amazing it's amazing to me the number of people who have reached out to me and saying man i had never even heard of factory studio until you mentioned it and it is awesome holy yeah. cow and, um, and we were marketing before they yeah. even sponsored me yeah it's not in fact this is the first time they've ever sponsored you yeah. but the so thank you factory studio and they've never sponsored me we i we or pick them soft yeah we pick them literally because they are a best-in-class solution mm -hmm. we're making our honest professional recommendations so um yeah, to me, Factory Studio and Ignition are interchangeable. Um, okay. But when I, I make the decision based on speed and, and where do I need my tags to live right now. Okay. C price is real close. Factory Studio is a little less expensive than Ignition is, but it's, it's, it's not to the point where uh, it, it's ever the decision. Now, how is the mobile support on Factory Studio? It's all, all native. All of your applications are native mobile. Okay, so you can run it on an iPhone app. You can run it in your web. You can run it in a web browser. You can run it in a native, native Factory Studio client launcher. So you just have it. to run the server on. That's Windows. right. You, or you can just go to URL. Yep. Okay. So you have multiple options on a Factory Studio application, and as long as you turn them all on, then you can access it, however you want to. Very cool. What you else do you want to talk about? Um, well, let's talk about. Canary Labs, real okay. quick. Yeah. So um, Canary's doing a pub crawl. So of all the events that I'm most excited about, Canary Labs is doing a pub crawl tomorrow night. Pinball uh, and yeah, it's the pinball pub crawl, yeah. right? Uh, here in Asheville, uh, it's the event that I assume most people are going to want to attend. Um, and I saw that Canary has sent the entire contingent: Don Mast, Sean Ebersol, Jeff Nepper. All those guys are here. So wow. Um, there, there's a lot of a lot of people I'm, I'm I a lot of people about 30 people scheduled meetings with me so I do have when you said hey Walker's gonna be at CSIA if you guys want to talk to him just reach out to him that about, a lot of people responded yeah I think 28 28 people okay, reached right. out so I'm gonna try we should and do a breakout session or something next yeah I'm gonna year. I'm gonna try and meet with everyone it's gonna be tough but I'm gonna I'm gonna try and and uh, pick everyone's brains so awesome yeah so what about you Anything oh else? man I'm just uh we're going to hopefully just relax a little bit, you know, in, in the downtime, but, uh, you know, with Upwork and remote development and, you know, hiring my video editor and yep. producing podcasts. I mean, this is very little time for downtime, but, uh, man, it's just beautiful here, you know. I'm definitely excited for the conference. I'm excited to come back and, and have, you know, shoot the follow-up to this. And, and Did we say, so you're reserving your opinion, like, so we, I was going to ask you, is it worth joining the CSIA? Sure. And I'm going to reserve opinion. Okay. My experience with CSIA up to this point has been, it's been worth it completely um, for, for many reasons. When people ask me whether or not they should join, my answer, um, I, I, uh, I've been reserving response um, to that primarily because I want to see this year at the conference, is Jose going to recommend that integrators start transitioning their business from an industry 3.0 to an industry 4.0 model? Based on initial conversations that we've had today, I have a feeling that is part of what he will be saying tomorrow in, awesome. the, in the conference. So, Well, we look forward to it. And uh, make sure you guys follow along. Hit that like button. Share it if you found it interesting. And uh, we'll see you guys in the next podcast. And I'll have a beer for all you guys.
Peace. See ya. All right, cool, man. I like this setup.